Welcome back to another episode of House to House. It is your boy, Kyler. Across me as always, the guy who picked a pack of pickled peppers, Peter. What's up? And finally, the big bad boss, David Bay. Uh, meh? <laughs> yeah, that meh really screamed big bad boss. <laughs> Alright, let's. Um, so, BTO week just closed this week as of this recording. And I thought it'd be a good idea to, you know, um, talk and discuss about the BTO process. Because I've mentioned many times that the younger generation, aka me, we don't really know about housing until it's actually time to get a house, then everyone starts to like kalang kabur, you know? So, for listeners who may not know what the BTO process is, maybe or how it will turn out to be like or don't get the full picture of what you know the entire process is like today we'll be going through that full disclosure we are using the bto infographic that hdb has on their website as a reference and we'll explain each step of the way and what you have to do but also since we have bay a homeowner who has gone through the bto process and peter who is almost a homeowner who is going through the bto process they will also be here to share some of their experiences, their thoughts, their feelings, so that listeners who have already applied or are in the midst of the BTO process can also hear some of the things that you may expect soon. Alright, so now let's begin with the first step. The first step of the BTO process. Air horns coming out. Pew, 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 pew. Lasers pointing everywhere. Kyla freaking out. No guys, we're not talking about a night at a Siamtiu, but rather a monumental day because for many people, this is where the official process for our house begins. Of course, we're talking about the announcement of the flat sales launch. So guys, I'd like to ask you, how was it like for y'all? You know, what, what was your process during your BTO opening week? As the non-alpha wolf, I will let Peter say first. <laughs> so, so my, my partner and I uh, were already thinking of uh, getting a BTO about maybe slightly over two years or coming to three years of our relationship that we decided mm-hmm. to get a flat together. And uh, I believed back then because we were both not really earning that much. Uh, that the BTO was the only way to go. Uh, and that I would need to look at three-room flat possibilities. So, so when we were discussing, uh, we had only two options, I believe, in our our launch, our exercise. So when I see like like you know like four different exercises going on to this year, I'm like I feel really <sighs> I, I missed out. So so we only had a choice of Bukit Batok or Sengkang. So it was oh, a massive okay. Sengkang, a massive Sengkang uh, project with about two thousand five hundred units. Damn, then, oh, wow, that's really big, okay. Yeah, that's and, huge. Yeah, and then Bukit Batok had one really small project, which was two-point block flats, mm-hmm. uh, about 250 units total, and then one massive project, about 1,100 units total. So, yeah, so we only had a choice of Bukit Batok or Sengkang. And, uh, yeah, la. I mean, I don't know I don't know how much detail you want me to go into. But no, no, just, just, yeah. I was just wondering what your, like, your... Basically asking like how was it like you know during your BTO opening week? because I'm sure that a lot of people um feel very differently you know when BTO week opens some of them because some of them have been looking forward to it like like I mean some of the Telegram groups every yep. day you know the same person will ask like hi is it open <laughs> hi is it open like standard like 10 a.m they will ask you know it's like What's as if they need... sorry <laughs> oh come on I 
<laughs> I won't. I won't share details of that person. But you know, I'm basically saying there's people who are looking forward to the sale that they would ask the group every day instead of you know I don't know maybe check the websites themselves. But it you know some people are like that. But whereas there are some other people who are more chill kind of thing, and then they they know that they have a week to sort of apply, and it, it's not a first come first serve basis. So they take their time. Like oh, it open okay. Then they they're, they're basically not a rush into you know. Like ten thirty right. on that first day, okay, must submit application already. That's basically it. So okay, that, that's good to hear. Um, how was your process? Like, did did y'all know which flat y'all wanted already? Like a like maybe a particular certain unit or anything? Oh yeah. So uh, so the both of us knew that we wanted it to be uh, we didn't want to be in a neighborhood that had too many young families. Mm. Uh, because yeah, she she was an educator back then and. Let's just say, you know, like she didn't want to bring work home. Like she didn't want to have to deal with, <laughs> have to deal with, with children in her home. Not uh, the 24-7 kind of environment. Uh. Yeah. So, so we knew we wanted a space that was slightly catered towards uh, not so young families. So we wanted to get away from Sengkang. Um, and we were definitely hoping that we didn't get the big Bukit Batok uh, project. Because right. we knew that one was definitely catering towards younger families as well. There were like like schools being built around the neighborhood, you know, playgrounds being built all over the, the project. We knew we didn't want that. So so we knew we had a two hundred and fifty unit ballot for the two point blocks and and we just decided to go for it. So I, I guess I should caveat it to say that we had only thought about getting a BTO like maybe a month or two before that. So oh, this okay. was the first BTO exercise that that came up as soon as we had the talk. Right. And we decided that, you know, instead of waiting for the perfect one, let's just see which one and make the most and just start the you know the balloting process. Go for it and make it perfect. Yeah. yeah. Because I think unlike nowadays where mm. HDB actually reviews all the projects for the year. Mm-hmm. I, um, back then I think it was less transparent, less obvious like exactly what to expect for the next projects. You only knew what to expect for the current project. Right. I actually think they reverted back to that system. Um, they right now on their website they are only showing for the next one but usually well ever since I started working they've been showing like at least two ahead mm. so I think now they reverted to just showing the next one instead of the two upcoming projects so, I do that yeah. or they haven't planned that far ahead like, you know so ah, they, I, so they yeah. review like one year's worth of projects mm. and then like the next year they I mean later this year they will then review you know the next year's worth of projects yeah I see so it's maybe but, not it's mm. not an ongoing thing like, yeah Right, okay. Do you remember how you felt during uh during that week when it first opened? W- were you also in a rush to apply? Were you all excited or what sh- what what were your feelings if you remember? Uh I knew it was going to be a long shot because again like I said it was there were only 250 units right. that in the place that we wanted. Mm. And of those 250 units honestly we were only looking at one particular stack, uh one particular location as right. not as not every not every corner of the point block is ideal. Uh. So you want you knew we knew we wanted one I one corner of it. So, so yeah, like, in like but we also knew that we had there was nothing else we could do. So it's really just a apply law and hope for the best. Uh. Yeah, apply and hope for the best. Yeah. We'll definitely get into we'll get definitely get more into the uh queue ticket number later on. Yeah. In one of the stats. So now Bay, I would like to ask you, how was it like for you for your BTO opening week? Okay, so when you know Peter saying that, you know, in the past, in the past when I did it, mm. I'm like, bro, I'm younger than you are, but my time was 
really in the past compared to your time. <laughs> wait, wait, what what uh project do you apply for? Which year was that? Okay, I can't remember the project names, but it was in the year twenty. I'm I'm thinking back uh, twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Yeah. Just just to give you some sense of time uh, twenty thirteen was my J one okay. year. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the year that I just finished my O levels and I went to JC. So yeah, okay, twenty fourteen. So twenty thirteen was the year that I bought so hard. Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> so, so I was, I was okay. So in, I was in a bank, as most of you know. Uh, um, I was a banker, and bankers earn. If you work very hard as a banker, you earn a pretty decent salary. So yeah. alone, I couldn't qualify already. But in 2012, I actually changed departments to specialize in home loans, right? And because mm-hmm. I changed departments for one year to specialize in home loans, my commission level dropped significantly. And that mm-hmm. was the only year I could apply for a video. Wow. Oh, yeah. nice. So me and my partner slash ex-girlfriend slash current wife, um, <laughs> we, we applied, okay? So we applied and the first time we applied, we so excited, right? Like, wow. That time there was Amokyo one, the one next to Amokyo Hub one. What if you get that one? Bitang is what is the best you can get um, that is not Binnacle or Dawson. Lah, That's or, probably the next best of the Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Amokyo Hub, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four room flats there cost 600,000 today. Mm. Uh, at BTO, the four room flat costs more expensive than my five room flat that I got in the end. Lah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's like 400 plus or something like that. Lah. My, my five room flat in Pongo today is 397,000 many years back. So very ideal location at the Amokyo one. Uh yeah, okay. So we applied. There are like I think 380 units. Like, I mean you if there's history you can probably see it like, but mm, yeah. there's like 380 units or whatever. And then we got queue number 1600. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so obviously we didn't we didn't get that house, right? Okay, so then the next one there was uh Bishan. Uh there was a Bishan one, a Pongo one. And a okay, Batogan. So okay, like, we just apply law and then you okay, there also Bishan. There was one, the next one was Bongo. Basically areas which I don't I, I, I used to stay at Bishan. So that it's just areas that is not in my area. Okay. The next one was the Pongo one. We applied not very excitedly because not Amokyo anymore. Yeah. Um two hundred plus units, Q number thousand one hundred. It's like okay, never mind, not very sad. Not, not really not very sad about it, alright? Mm. We applied for the next one again. So every time, everybody who doesn't know, every time you apply and you don't get it, the next one, your application doubles. You apply one time, but you got two applications for the balloting. Lah. Okay? Mm-hmm. So the next one, uh, we, um, we applied Tampanese. Uh, yeah, at least my, my wife's parents stay in the east, so Tampanese, okay, lah, can can survive. Uh, my parents stay in Bishan, got Bali Road East, okay, can, can. So we applied Tampanese. Again, queue number 1,000. But there were like 400 units. So wow. better, better shot. Uh. Yeah, but after that, right, I know that my next year income, my income <laughs> is really rising. So I know I cannot apply anymore very soon. Right. We're like, okay, the Pongo one. Two, after we apply the, the next quarter, maybe on the fourth month, I received this very big A5 or A, bigger than A4 like, envelope in my house telling me uh. to go and choose a flat in Pongo. Wow. I'm like, my number is 1,000 plus eh. Okay, uh, so you think it's good, uh, wow, right? How everybody, that means there were 1,000 people who rejected the 400 units before me. 
Yeah. So what kind of feelings do I have left? Yeah. <laughs> so, what so does it we say went, about it? Uh? Yeah, we went down to HGB. Basically, I have second floor, third floor, left. That's all. Uh, the leftover units, units are... 13, 13 units in four blocks. Right. So we looked at the floor plan. We told ourselves a very simple thing. There's only one unit that we want. Uh, North-south facing... Okay, before before we go into more detail, maybe we can share uh which unit you eventually chose in the later section. Okay. Yeah. So, but I, I want to ask the both of you this question and kind of uh, understand your thought process behind it. What was your main reason for choosing BTO over SBF? I didn't propose to her yet, lah. So <laughs> can wait, lah. Can wait. Ah, uh, yeah. I see. Okay. Uh, Peter, what about you? Yeah, to- totally the same. Like I said, it was, we were only like two years into the relationship. Mm. We were definitely not... Uh, There's we, no we urgency for it. Uh. Not only was yeah. there no urgency, but I don't think we were even financially ready to settle down. Right, okay. So, okay. so we, we, we balloted knowing that it would take a while and we were totally banking it on taking a while. And then COVID happened and it's taking a lot longer than... <laughs> <laughs> I see, I see. I think, <laughs> I think that's, that's what... Yeah, I think that's what most people do also, right? They take... They sort of take advantage of this um you know the four year waiting time kind of thing to I, I mean it's it's like one or two thousand dollars deposit, right? Correct me if what? I'm yeah, wrong. One thousand option fee. One thousand yeah, dollars. One thousand only, correct. Hmm. Maybe inflation today two thousand is oh, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> and you can use a CPF to pay. So you use cash to pay first and then they refund you from your CPF. Yeah, correct. So it's fine, you know. Okay. Alright, so now uh, we're moving on to the second step which is checks you need to do. So what's really involved in this stage is basically all the eligibility, whether you are fitted enough to even, basically whether you're ready to apply for a house. So what HDB uh, included in their infographic is eligibility to buy, eligibility for loans, and your finances. So let's go to the first one. So this one basically you must own self do because it mostly centers around, you know, your citizenship, the structure of your household, aka how the family nucleus is going to be shaped, right? This one, nobody can really help you. This one, you can only do it yourself. Now, let's move on to the next one, your loans. So for a HDB loan, you'll first have to take NHLE. So this is something people have to do online and apply, and there is no other way. For bank loans, though, what can people do? Okay, so just FYI, you check your HDB loan first. You don't apply for a bank because you're going to get a house three to four years down the road. You mm. apply with HGB first. If you can qualify, if you are eligible for HGB, you are eligible for HGB loan. So you just apply and get the HGB loan approved first. You decide okay. whether you want a bank loan nearer After. the time you're going to get a house. Okay, so your advice is that basically no matter what, whoever, as long as you apply for BTO, just go and apply HGB loan first. Yes, because okay. the qualification criteria is exactly the same. Right, okay. Then when it becomes closer to the date, if you want to switch to a bank loan, then you switch to that. Uh, yes, correct. Got it, okay. Now, the next one is finances. So I would think that this includes like basically your own your own assessment of whether you can pay the down payment, whether your MSI, your TDSR all meet the requirement. Is there anything else that do they have to check? Not that I can think of, Peter. So basically, this or the criteria that I've already mentioned. Uh. Um, you, I mean, it's not just the criteria you mentioned. There are things like if I mean, Pongo versus my parents Bishan, so cannot. Uh, how much grants you can get, the vicinity grant, the income grant, all mm. these things are under finances, uh, not just down payments and stuff, uh. Right. Yeah. So to see what uh, grants you can apply for, also is it? 
Yep, exactly. Right. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah. So on the topic of grants, I mean, that's also one of the reasons why we wanted to go with a BTO, lah. Because we knew our income was relatively low, which meant that we would be eligible for a much higher, you know, amount of grants. Especially right. since we were considering a place in Bukit Batok, which is mm-hmm. considered a non-matured estate, even though it's already like over a decade <laughs> old. Uh, it's a non-mature estate, therefore we were able to get what is known as a special housing grant uh, and not just the additional housing grant. So, so all these terms I'm using are, you know, are, were relevant four years ago. Nowadays, they've actually tried to streamline it so it's, it's less complicated and you know, less, less discriminatory, so to speak. Right. Uh, back then, there were many different uh, layers of grants that you could apply for, that you could be eligible for, depending on your income, depending on what kind of place you wanted, depending on where the neighbourhood was. Yeah. So, okay. so, yeah, I mean, for us, it was important to make sure we qualified for as much grant as possible. So we made sure that, you know, our income reflected that. Lah. So we, you know, apply as early as possible so that the income that we use is as low as possible. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Because um, the qualification criteria is at point of application, not, yep. not at point of a pay raise. So in case you are going to get a raise from the company next year, you better apply earlier. Exactly. Before your pay raise gets reflected on your income slip. Uh. Yes, and essentially. Income, la. Yeah. Mm, like okay, okay. Got it, got it. All right. So now the third step is you submit your application. This one, I don't really think need to explain. Uh. You all go onto the website, submit your details, and you pay your $10 and click submit. But what I want to ask is for your own cases for both both of you, Peter and Bay, what, what was your submission process? Like were you all the ones who submitted immediately when it opened or do you all wait to the last day because there were some kind of doubts like thinking which unit is the best, which unit you wanted to go for? Share with us your, your experience. So uh, I think for us, like, like I mentioned earlier, we, we were quite sure we knew which uh, stack we wanted, which mm-hmm. unit we wanted. What we did was we planned maybe like five or six choices. Because as we, as we mentioned, the chances of you getting a really high ballot number is, is typical in most cases. And, and it's best to have multiple backup plans in case, you know, uh, by the time it comes to your turn, there's only so many options left. Right. So we definitely uh, knew which stack we wanted. Then we just whittled down based on the height. And then uh, maybe like, if we don't get this stack at all, then you know what's on our, our plan B stack, what's our plan C stack. Uh, right. Just in case it's not clear, stack means that unit number, that, that corner of the of the HV flat, uh, and then all the units with within that same vertical is considered a stack, just for yeah, in case people didn't realize. And when you mentioned that you were considering like maybe five to six options, you meant like the flaws are. Not just the flaws, but in case, like I mentioned, if you don't get that unit, mm. right, even so say if the fifth floor unit is not available, then maybe the third floor unit, like, are we okay with that? And if the third floor unit is not available, then are we okay with a fifth floor unit that's somewhere else? The different stack. Uh. Yeah, in a different right, stack. Okay, the same okay. floor, but different stack. Which one is more, like, which one is more, uh, more of a priority? And, and I think for us, making sure that it was the same stack was the priority rather mm. than the floor. Mm when it comes to like, you know, which side of, where, where the sun's coming up, you know, like what you're facing, I oh. think that, that's slightly more important than which which level are you on, you know. That's true, that's true, yeah. yeah. The sun hits every floor probably. That's, yeah. Exactly, yeah. But, but if, you know, if you're, if you're facing away from the sun and you don't get woken up every morning by the sun, like, like trying to kill you, 
with its face, then yeah. <laughs> Alright, so just to be clear, when you mentioned options, it meant it means units, lah. Basically, have like yes. maybe five to six different units in that block as options. Yes, because we knew that if we weren't, if we weren't going to get that that particular project, we would probably uh cancel the application. Mm. So we would take we would take that risk and and really just say yeah, not worth it. Uh not worth getting the bigger project and then having to endure, you know, having to live with young, uh, yeah. live alongside young families and all that. Yeah. yeah. We will take the penalty. So because it was our first time and we hadn't like done this like multiple times already, we we were okay with, you know, like being a bit more uh, demanding. Particular about it. Uh, yeah. yeah, in particular about which unit we will get. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bay, what about you? Uh, what, what was your submission of application like? Oh, so like I mentioned just now, we submitted Amokyo Caught the thousand plus Q number, Pongo thousand plus Q number, Tempanese thousand plus Q number. That's all, and then Pongo suddenly I receive a letter at home. Did, when did I received your, the letter, I was excited. Yeah. Did y'all submit really fast, like on the first day of when it opened, or yeah, yeah. Uh, because um, both me and my wife uh, hmm. at that point of time, actually every day we are super busy. So, um, I I, I get I get disorganized sometimes. So I just hmm. rather I like to get things done earlier. So that's what I did lah. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it's not fastest fingers first, so it didn't matter actually. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's not. It's not. As I mentioned, it's not first come first serve basis. But I'm also pretty sure that you know there are a lot of people who are also quite busy, so they just get it over and done with lah, and then they just wait for that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I but I would think that I don't know. Like when if let's say I do eventually sub submit my application for BTO, I. Don't know whether like I would think it's very anxious to submit it. Do y'all feel anxious? Like I, it's like you know in secondary school when you try to text your crush that kind of feeling. Like you, you're very hesitant to press that send button because you know you sort of can't go back on it. That's what I envision that feeling to be. What was it like that at all? Very interesting. Um, I think it's based it's person to person. Mm. <laughs> so, so uh, I don't normally have that problem. Of, right. Yeah, I normally it's like I'm, I have a crush. Uh, just send us, uh, see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> just go for it. Uh. Yeah, I mean, that's also a reason why um, I, I am who I am. Uh. <laughs> I mean, you, you guys know me, right? Yeah, I, I'm not afraid to do that because to me, rejection is just rejection. It doesn't destroy <laughs> my life. But if I don't try, I don't know. So, I mean, uh, that's my mantra since since younger days, really. This yeah. guy, what a lad, man. Oh, you <laughs> must understand how much, how much embarrassment I put myself into sometimes as well. So, it's yeah, not always so. a bit of roses, but mm. yeah. But have that confidence and just go lah. Uh, suddenly we're turning into some Adam Cool workshops yeah. uh, this one Tony Robbins a bit not Adam Cool yeah. I mean, I, me and my wife at that point of time decided want to apply. So, and the day of application, I was excited. Like, hey, the, the night before message, I remember, I remember. Uh, then she's like, if I'm very busy, then I said, okay, okay, I do for you, I do for you. You just be around to tell me, oops, your one time password to log into SingPass to. She at that point of time in her life. So, yeah, I understand. I'm pretty sure there are some people out there that are in a similar situation also. Peter, what about you? Were you anxious to submit it or were you like similar to Bay? Just press only, just go. I, I think because of the nature of the application process, it's like it's not a first come, first serve. It's not like, like your uni where you're applying for modules and mm. everyone's oh. like, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing where it's it's really like, or, or like buying tickets for, for your favorite band when you know it gets sold out in like, like a minute or five minutes, that kind of thing. Yeah. 
HDB really doesn't have that kind of system. So like whether some people say that, oh, you know, if you if you apply later in the week, you might get a better ballot number or something like that. I mean, <laughs> there's there's no scientific way of really proving anything. So so in that sense, there's no need to worry about when you apply. Uh for me it was really like, yeah, once we decided, once we we could we could decide on at least six units, five, six units that we knew we were gunning for, we just applied. No? Right. And Get your research done, your preparation, you're all prepped for it, then just go. Yeah. Okay. Because I think the, the scariest thing for me is when you apply first and then do the research later. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Because that, that is asking for it and then just asking <laughs> for it. I think the best advice we have gotten and the best advice we'll probably get in this whole episode is literally going to be that. Please do your research before you yeah. apply. Yeah. yeah. Because it's, an, it's, an, it's funny that you mentioned it because the other thing about research is that you also need to be aware of all the priority schemes that are available and to take advantage of those priority schemes if it applies to you. Uh, you know, things like the married with child, like if, you, if you're somehow planning to stay with your parents, you can actually use that to your advantage in a mm. sense to increase your application uh, chances, to increase the number of ballots you'll be given. Yeah, like, like make sure you know everything, all the schemes that you are eligible for, like if you are, if somehow you've already, you know, got a child on the way, apparently that also gives you, you know, an advantage because, yeah, HDB wants to give, you know, no. uh, families. Fam- huh? Families, no, government wants you to get pregnant before you uh, yeah, apply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, la, I mean, even, even if we want to take that aside, like, even if it's just a practical thing, it does make sense to yep. make sure that you get a house if you are a young family. La. Prioritize those. Yeah. Yeah, but of course, if you're expecting a child, then you get a BTO. The child's still going to be four years old by the time they, you move into the BTO. La. So it's, it's not like, yeah. It's not like, like you need the house urgently and then you go for BTO. <laughs> That's true. They'll probably consider like a resale flat or something really. Yeah. All right. So with that, that brings us to the end of BTO week. So just to recap, these first three stages all occur in that one week alone. Then what happens next? Let's move on to the fourth stage, which is the outcome of the ballot. But before that, there's a waiting period for the results to come out. Three weeks for BTO, six weeks for SBF. Um, just to just to understand how y'all felt. How how do y'all feel during that waiting period? Do y'all have high hopes? Were y'all just like, oh nothing, just wait all the way until the results come out? Mm. Sorry, is it Peter first always now? Oh, no, my baby, you can go first this time, no worry. <laughs> okay. Um basically I just, after the AmoQ disappointment and during the AmoQ thing, I actually have no high hopes. Um, just to give you some background information about my life, so this will take about an hour. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> I am the guy who has never won a lucky draw before. Never in dinner and dance, never won anything before. Okay, basically anything with lucky draw, I have never won before. If we have three friends there pulling the short straw to do something, I will pull the short straw. I am that sweet guy. Always, right? <laughs> the only time I won something when I was in DBS last time, there was a D&D and I won a $2,000 Taka voucher plus a Bali trip. It was wow. huge, right? I was outside the event because I went to the toilet and they skipped my name because I didn't go up. And then oh when I came, it's just how sweet I am, okay? So I had no hope. I was like, oh, yeah, get, get, I don't have, never mind. Lah. Yeah. Wow, so but the waiting how, period, you just had no expectations at all, basically. Okay, so having said all these things you're having and supposed to have no expectations, I'm still praying very hard. 
Because as I mentioned just now, I have a timeline. Six more months down the road. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah, you were faced with a time restriction. That's why. Okay. Uh, Peter, what about you? How how do you feel during that waiting period? Uh, so, okay. So, so the funny thing is that you know how HDB releases the flat supply and allocation, uh, like data after mm. the fact. Yeah. Uh, so immediately when that data came out and I looked at it, I was like, I think we got chance. So you know how like most people like it's uh most projects are oversubscribed, right? Like like maybe like for each unit available, maybe there are three applicants. To one unit. At, at least or like five applicants or or in some cases like Bidadari, like seven applicants or ten applicants yeah. for each unit available. For Bukit Batok, it was a grand total of one point six. Oh wow, very low. <laughs> so we were like I, I I looked at my partner and then we said, you know, I think we got a pretty decent a shot, pretty good chance that, yeah, yeah. that we are going to get uh the unit. But whether or not we are, our ballot number would be low enough, because you got to remember again that uh there were two projects in Bukit Batok. One was the big project with the young families, and then mm. one was the two-point block flat. So even though the, the applications were so low, because there were only 250 units in the point blocks, we were still like, okay, no, let, let's not get too excited. Uh, maybe everyone's going to go for the point blocks because Singaporeans love point blocks. La. You know, like Pinnacle, you know. Uh, and we're talking about uh, flats that can go up to, I think, 30 stories. Yeah. Which in Bukit Batok was unheard of. Like, you can literally see the entire neighborhood. From <laughs> even the, honestly, from even the 20th story, you can already see the entire neighborhood because wow. everything is so low-lying in Bukit Batok. There's no Bukit in Bukit Batok anymore. La. Let's just say <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. so yeah, yeah. so uh, so we knew that that the point block might be a really enticing project, la. So even though we had only like one point six or one point seven uh, applicants per unit, we were still not trying to get too excited on the possibility of getting the unit we wanted. Yeah. Mm, but statistically, you all know that you all had a decent shot, lah. Because we had, we had. Okay, we knew that we definitely were going to get a chance. Mm. Like 1.6 means that I'm not even fighting off another person for a yeah. unit. I'm fighting off half of it. 60% of a person <laughs> to get a unit. For, which means that for some people, there's no fight at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. okay. Now, let's go on to when the results actually came out. You know, you all get that notification, that email or that uh, SMS saying, Hey! Here's your queue number. That is totally RNG, by the way. I'd like to reiterate. What was your first reaction? Um, and if you could recall, even uh, what was your uh ticket number? So, so I I I went to dig up the letter from HDB. Um, oh, my okay. queue number was an exact fifty, like five, five zero? zero. Wow. Yeah. Wow, so that's like, really good. So we are talking about a uh, two point blocks, right? Two point mm. blocks that are definitely, you know, uh. Like, even if you just wanted one stack, 50 meant that we at least had, you know, a choice of two stacks. Like, at yes. any, almost <laughs> any unit in two stacks, confirm yeah. plus chop, we can get. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so we were very happy with, with, our, with our ballot number. Yeah. Mm. Awesome, awesome. Bay, what about you? What, what about the... Well, let's, let's not go with all the ones where you were in the thousands, <laughs> like the Amokyo, the Bishan, all that. What, what was... Even the Pongo was in the thousands. The Tempani's one was also in the thousands. <laughs> I had, like, basically, I am... It's like... It's like my SAT score, man. 
<laughs> you're just carrying you really carrying yeah. on the, your legacy of having bad luck uh. yeah it was it was super, <laughs> super sick but you know you know what you consider bad luck at that point of time actually turned out to be good luck today so mm. we, I, I mean I'm, I look at life optimistically and and so thousand plus okay finally um, like I mentioned I still got a unit in the end right mm. <laughs> the unit that you wanted uh? Uh, the unit that I wanted was the house Oh, not okay. A, there was, I mean, there was, there, it's not like there are 200 units and I'm... Okay, I have a friend. Um, He had number 13 in the Clementi, Casa Clementi. Wow. And okay. then his friend, same, number one. I was like, are wow. you serious? Wow. I know a number one. You know, so... So, yeah, it's insane. It's really insane. Damn. I I don't know whether it's actually more pressurizing or not to be in that number one slot. Thinking that oh, like, everything is available to you, you know, then you, like, you're so scared that you don't want to make the wrong choice, or rather, you, like, have to make the right choice. But, mm. yeah, okay, that's, that's on for the, that can be for the it's next like segment. paralysis, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's good. I mean, um, he, here we have, like, both sides of the spectrum where Peter got a really good number at 50, and I would assume that you got the unit that you wanted in that particular stack? So, okay, so, so this is the funny story, right? Okay. So even though we applied for a point block, we had already decided and we had set our expectations low as well as our floor level. So so we knew that we didn't want a high floor. <laughs> okay. So we, like we already saying like, okay, everyone's going to take the high floors. You know, let's take a low floor. Let's aim for a low floor and not be disappointed. Mm. Because, I mean, yeah, her, her whole mentality is the same mentality as my... Okay, so uh, background. So both of us live on the second and third stories of our of our uh HDB flats. Mm. Like we grew up on the second and third stories. Yeah. Um her her logic is the same as my dad's logic. In a fire when the lift <laughs> breaks down, who's gonna die? Not the people <gasps> living on the second story. <laughs> second story can go down the staircase free. Even if they even if the, the staircase is blocked, even my father my father la, even the if the staircase is blocked, even the staircase, you know. Man. <laughs> like, like has all the furniture burning down and someone has decided to block the way. You jump out of the window! Break oh a leg! Oh my goodness. Die. Your father is a wise, wise man. Yeah, he's a wise man. Uh, but I mean... <laughs> uh, that's why have... I stay on the third floor now and my new house is on the second floor. So, you know... Hey, yeah, we're, so all, we're all staying on low floors. I'm staying on the third floor. So, <laughs> hey, that's right. Okay. But people who won't die someone... in fires... As okay. someone, who grows, as someone who grows up on a low floor, you also know that there are many disadvantages. Oh, too, yeah, for too, sure. Too close to the ground, like you know. Not only is it just like warmer. Cockroach. I think it's, cockroaches it's, is my biggest. Yeah, correct. The cockroaches, you know, it's yeah. warmer because you know actually hot air rises. I don't know, like, but it just feels warmer because it's you know like the the ground gets really hot and things like that. So I would yeah, think so, that higher story units get oh, like, better. Yeah, I I knew I didn't want too low a floor either, like. But, but you can but just yeah. do it for low floors. I mean, how many times in your life? So it happened three times in these five years that I stayed here when I both leaves were spoiled and I just like, <laughs> I'm so happy on the third floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, those are, those are the only times that you'll be glad you're staying on the third floor. Huh? Like, you're like, yeah, you see, this is exactly what I planned for and it came true. Exactly. Imagine we stay on the 13th floor. Exactly. <laughs> that <would be> so <laughs> shag. <laughs> I said, I don't know if I'm going to jump ahead with this story, but, but basically because, you know, our, our queue number was only 50. Um, mm. and, and I think HDB allows people to see what units are already being booked so mm. that you know before your, your appointment, you already know uh, what has been booked so that you don't, you don't get like Kalanka booked. Uh, Sorry, and, I'm and 
You Sorry? know what units has been booked before you go down to HGB Hub or online on the computer? Online on the computer, like before you go oh, down. Oh, my time like. didn't have that. I need only when I reach there, then I know what units are left. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Now, crazy. Okay. now my I, time, I, I don't say my time because I'm not even bidding for a house, <laughs> but the Telegram groups, right? They have like a HDB buddy board or something where they mm. update you whenever you want to on like, okay, this unit is taken, this kind of thing. Yep, yep. Which is so insane, I mean. Well, I think basically, I think it's just scrapes from HTB's website. The information, because the information yeah. is public, la. Yeah. So, for sure, but... so yeah. So, so I'm, I was gonna say because our queue number is fifty, we could definitely could already see who the f- the first forty nine units uh were, what units they were taking up, and to no one's surprise, they were literally uh, claiming units from the top floor, going down la. Mm. So like you would have in each point block, there would be like like four units, uh yeah. For, for each block and then you could literally see the units disappear one by one from the 30, <laughs> 30 whatever floor to the, to the 29 whatever floor to the 28 whatever floor and then you know we were like hmm I'm quite sure no one's gonna take the fifth floor <laughs> you you just strolling in like yeah here I am with my fifth floor selection yeah with my fifth with my first <laughs> choice being the fifth floor and then after that I was like Wow, you know, like like people have killed to have our, you know, our queue number, and here we were taking yeah. like literally the last choice because it literally took like maybe two hundred ballots before they started reaching our floor. Mm. Like, like a fifth floor unit where no been one in else, the hundreds, uh. Yeah, almost no one else was taking anywhere close to us, so we were we were the first to book a fifth floor unit, and we were first <laughs> to book a fifth floor unit for at least a few months. Right. Well, let's hope uh, none of your neighbors hear this episode, like, You know, they might have, they might hold some resentment to you. I mean, in a sense, I'm, I'm, I'm it's more like a matter. Of, no, they will I go to the fifth you. floor and yeah. laugh. Hey, you take fifth floor, you can take fifteen floor. You don't want yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like you know, you stand in a queue and then you let people go past you. It's like it's okay, you know. No, like, it's okay, just go, go just ahead, go. go ahead. You know, I'm, 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 I'm okay to wait. Just go ahead, just go ahead. Even the doorbell just hind- to laugh at you. Yeah, on on hindsight, I'm like. Wow, you know, like here we have a point block in Bukit Batok, which is the rarest thing possible, <laughs> and I'm buying a floor that I can look into my neighbor's flat. You know, uh, I, is that one of the reasons why you wanted a fifth floor? Uh, unfortunately, no la. We didn't realize. Uh, un- we didn't realize until you know the unit had been built somewhat. Hmm. Uh, just how close it was to the neighbors. La. Right. I see. I see. Uh, like like you know like the blocks can kiss like that. La. You know, kiss. Like don't you, don't even need binoculars uh, to. Spy on your neighbor, kind. I mean, it depends on how big they are, la. Oh, okay. Oh, well, moving on. Uh, let's move on to the next step, which is booking a flat. So, basically, once the results come out, um, the, like like we've sort of mentioned previously, it will be done according to queue numbers. So, uh, bidders who got the number one queue ticket, you know, they get an invitation to come down first. Priority parking, valet ready to take their keys, red carpet rollout for you, champagne glass waiting at the entrance door. Take take us true what it was like entering the booking room and everything the, like the atmosphere was it I, okay so for peter right i'll guess it's wasn't exactly nerve-wracking because your queue ticket as you mentioned was number 50 you know that oh when you walk in and you had the data beforehand to check like oh these are the units taken no surprise everybody went for the top units you had your fifth floor ready and reserved for you yeah but for bay how was it for you with your thousand thousand six hundred was it Ticket no, number? That one was like thousand two. And then yeah. they, they sent me the letter excitedly open and then like mm. then after that, like excitedly open and then you realize 
wait, I'm probably going to get the leftovers, right? Mm. So anyway, so we turned up at HGB Hub. To give you the setting, it is something like, uh, I'm sure most of the listeners have renewed a passport at ICA before, mm. unless you, now these days, you can ask them to mail to you. Oh, no, you still need to go and collect, right? So it's something like ICA, except that is the waiting area, that chairs, but there is a big area where chairs are surrounded with the the miniature HGB flats blocks. So you can okay. literally see the the Lego, uh, the Lego, you know. It's like I mean? those models they built. Yeah, like, yeah, and the models of your whole neighborhood to a certain right, extent. Right. Um, so you can actually see the then you see the, the compass, right? North, south, you see which unit, you see that block is my block that I got. Mm. Or like okay, so you, you can see on then on the big screen, you see your queue number. Like as in you go down there, you press the button and you get the queue number, that kind of queue number. Huh? Um and then you also see number of units available for your block. So for me, I can't see beforehand, right? So that's where I can see it. There are 13 units left. I can see the unit numbers. It's mm. on the screen. I look at my block. I look at where the rubbish chute is. <laughs> There's only <laughs> one unit I want. And there are six people before me in the queue. Oh, no. So 13, one unit I want, six people before me. All of them went in, came out, and my unit didn't move. So I thought, wow. yes. Um, as long as we get that unit, we get it. If not, then we forfeit. Then we pray that Tampanese happens. <laughs> yeah. Wow, so there was essentially there was only one unit that you were really eyeing for, la. Whatever that was left, la, There's only one unit you are eyeing for. Oh, so we we say we leave it to faith, faith, right? Mm. Leave it to faith. If we don't, if somebody before us take the unit, we just tell the the person serving us, uh, it's okay. <laughs> Have a good day. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Did did you wanted to stay near the rubbish chute or away from the rubbish chute? Okay, like okay, so the new blocks these days, I mean, I guess okay, new blocks these days, one rubbish chute per floor. Uh, yeah, yeah, in one in the corridor, right? I think. Yeah, yeah. At the mm. end of the at the leaf lobbyish area, la. Right. Yeah. So that's that's the the that's what's happening these days. So we wanted the one furthest away. Mm. Um, and the one furthest away also happens to be the one furthest away from a road. So it's a oh less thing. noise, yeah, uh. It's a good thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I I think I would go for that option also. Staying okay. I don't know. I'm not sure if I want to stay as far away, la, Because you know, if you want to throw rubbish, it might be a hassle. But it also means away from the cockroaches, right? Yeah, yeah, you get used to it, I guess. Uh, I don't want to get used to it. That's the thing. <laughs> I want to get used to not having to have my bygone no, no, ready. You know, used to walking to the. Oh, 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 okay, yeah. okay, okay. I see, I see. I hear you know. Okay, so you, uh, Bay, you mentioned that you basically managed to get the unit that you wanted. How, how did you feel after that? Were you very relieved that you know you didn't have to go through that process anymore? Because as you were mentioning that you're also on sort of a time limit. And if you didn't get this unit, you were ready to forfeit. And then that meant that you had to start the whole process again, applying for the next BTO and everything. So how do you feel when you secured your unit? Very, very happy, of course. Very, uh, happy. <laughs> very happy. I mean, um, I think it's a few times in life you get that same feeling. Like, um, when, I mean, we are all guys here, right? So when we first we step into army, uh, then you go to your tertiary education, poly, IT, uni, whatever. Um, you, when, you, when you upgrade... Uh, you feel like, hey, I grew, I grew up, right? So it's, it's, I had that feeling like, hey, I grew up. I am in the next stage of life. You no, know, first day I report for work. You know, then it's like first time I got the house. You, you feel that sense of, I grew up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely a big milestone in your life. You know, like you basically selected your own house. You know, like you've been waiting like 20, 30 plus years for this. And then it's all culminating into this one day, that one moment. I would think it's very life-changing also. Yeah. Peter, was it the same feeling for you? Uh, after we got the place, I mean, okay, so so 
I think just just backtracking a little, I I was surprised to hear that Bay had like six people ahead of him in the queue when he was there, because I think they they've reduced that over the time. Mm, okay. Uh, I think when we when we are given our appointment day, or at least when I was doing the the BTO thing in twenty seventeen, uh, there only there's only one person ahead of us. Ah, so, okay. So I I knew up to you know that one person whether or not I had the unit I wanted So it was a yeah, it was a much easier decision to make because chances are you know that person isn't going to take the unit you want yeah, yeah, it's just like a 50-50 kind of thing. Uh. It's just, right. you only yeah. have like one obstacle in your way kind of thing. One, obs- one person and there are like, what, 200 units left over for the guy to choose as well, right? So it's exactly. more like yeah. a 0.5% <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You know, if you really choose the 5th floor instead of the 15th floor... <laughs> no, I, I, mean, I mean, I think, I think HGB has learned that it's not very nice to... You know, to keep like six people in a queue at a time, kind of thing. Actually, it may or may not be the case of HGB because my appointment was like five p.m. So you oh. know, if your appointment was eight a.m. You know, there's no snowballing of of right. more. Yeah. So if if five p.m. and snowballing happened and there's only five people, six people ahead of me, fair enough, lah. Anyway, mm. when I went there in twenty thirteen, um, it's like the IC okay, ICA is so good right now. I don't want to diss them, but you know, the old days of ICA, you wait two hours. You know, so yeah. yeah, I had that mentality, and it was not so to me relative relative enough. I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah, yep. right. in fact, it was it was so great that I didn't even like like Bing was talking about you know all the little models around HDB Hub and like how you can actually see your unit and all that. And and I think uh, in my time they had like the optional component scheme. So um, these are like like fittings and furnishings that you can pay a a, a really subsidized amount for yeah, because yeah. HDB buys it in bulk. And so all these options were like all scattered around HDB Hub. Hanging on the wall, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I was just so focused on getting my appointment done that I didn't even see any of this until after the fact. Uh. <laughs> because I think if we did... Yeah, but you can still would... choose after the fact, so it's not that bad. Uh, no, like, I said, like, like, we kind of regretted, in a sense, choosing the optional component scheme. Because after we looked at the models, we were like, actually, this doesn't look great at all. Uh, but we'll see la, we'll see we'll see how it turns out in, in reality la. I mean who knows maybe they'll change it or something uh, but yeah it, like, I wish I wish we had the the sense to look around HDB Hub and see all the things that were available before going straight for our appointment but we were just so laser focused and uh, I guess nervous la, in that sense even though I say I wasn't nervous yeah <laughs> alright so this is also the stage where um the infographic says that you have to you have to basically tell the HDB staff which loan you'll be taking. So it's either a bank loan or HDB loan or somehow you want to pay everything on the spot. That's really up to you. So Peter, how did your experience go in regards to the loan choosing aspect? So, so um, in 2017, I was already working for this other personal finance company uh, that where I met Bay. Uh, but yeah, the idea is, was that like I thought I, I knew it all. So I was convinced that the smart thing to do uh, was to go with a bank loan straight off because, like, you know, bank loans are so much lower than HDB loans and they were, they've always been lower for the past 12, 15 years. Mm. Uh, yeah, and, and so, like, like why, why go to a HDB loan? I, you know, I'm earning, I can afford the bank loans down payment. I thought, okay, not bad, not bad, not bad. Uh, idiot, la. idiot that I am, la. Thinking, that, <laughs> thinking that I'm smarter than I actually am. Uh, so, so I didn't bother with the HLE process at all. And then uh, the 
the HDB officer in charge was a bit shocked, a bit like, huh? You know, like, who is this person that is so confident that, you know, he doesn't need HDB's help to, mm. you know, to do the down payment thing. And I was like, it's okay, you know, I, I can secure a, a bank loan. I know people <laughs> who know people. As you brush you the dust off your shoulders, sir. Yeah, yeah. My name is, you see how many articles are right already? You don't know, ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> But but the truth of the matter is that really on hindsight, what B said earlier is absolutely true. Like, you know, um, it doesn't make sense to take a bank loan for a BTO at the point of application. Um, so my own experience was basically I was not only paying the down payment, but for some reason I ended up paying ten percent in cash rather than what? the minimum five percent. Like okay, I, you pay a higher I, down payment. Uh. I mean, I actually made a higher down payment than I needed to, even though it was a bank loan. Yeah. Um, so, so what, what that meant was that in 2017, when both of us were earning less, much less than we are now, uh, we were actually, you know, like 10K, 20K out of pocket. Ouch. Wow. Which is in- incredibly, you know, like cringe. cringe <laughs> on hindsight, we don't talk about it. Like, like I'm tensing up just, just talking about the 20K that I just <laughs> happily gave away because I thought I was being so smart. What what I what I realize now after the fact is that you know like you can handle the bank loan closer to the key uh the key collection date mm. or you can even refinance to a bank loan like as early as you want not as early as you want as case by case basis but but at least you know you don't need to pay the HDB loan that long before you change to a bank loan essentially. Right. Do and, um, Peter just said, right? Basically, HDB is there to help us. They are a government yep. agency that are there to help us. If you take the... Always get the HDB loan first. Why? Because you can always cancel the HDB loan with no penalties. There's no cost, nothing at all. Take it, secure your future. It may not be the best, but take it first because there is no harm and no penalties of cancelling. After that, do more research after you get your house. Read Kyler's articles, read Peter's articles, call Mortgage Master, and then from there, then you decide whether I still want to keep it or I want to do something else. There's no penalty. So just take. Just take when it's free. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And if you want to take a HDB loan, it states that you have to present the HDB loan eligibility, aka HLE, which is sort of like a consent form or like a permission slip showing that you are eligible for the HDB loan. But in one of my articles, I actually wrote that this is actually not needed. And it was actually Peter who told me this based on his own experience. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's because it's, it's more of a formality, right? Like you, the, the, the HDB staff just wants to make sure that, okay, you are eligible. But technically, this won't exactly come into play until when you actually sign the lease, right? Which is the next step. Yes, essentially. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, still, I mean, courtesy lah, if you can... Uh, produce the HLE, just produce it. This is just for like very specific yeah. cases where you're not enough time or you're in a rush or you happen to forget or something happened like you drop water on the HLE letter or something like that. <laughs> so like, I think the government gives you chance. But uh, they actually correct. very specifically yeah. you need to show, you know. So most of the time today they give chance. Uh. The day they don't give chance uh, is their prerogative, not yours. So just hmm. get it, okay, please. Just <laughs> get it. I just be safe, lah. Better than better to be safe than sorry, yeah, right? Please, if, if, yeah. Then you tell you say that, hey, my friend Kyler on this podcast, house to house, say don't need one. No, I wrote it in black and white. That time your friend yesterday don't need to they need to bet. It's by law, by law. It's still black and white. Mm, okay. Yes. So just I, get it. Yeah, just get it. Regardless, it's more, it's more than a courtesy actually, because at the point of the appointment, that mm. is when you pay the option fee. 
mm. of a thousand dollars. So the point of the HLE is to make sure that you don't waste a thousand dollars, you know, uh, oh. being the option uh, for a unit that you might not be able to afford because you can't get a loan for it. Mm, so better to make sure that you can actually afford, make sure like no having the peace of mind that the whole process will be smooth and then deposit that one thousand dollars. Correct. Yeah. Ah. Uh, okay. So okay. so the HRE is there to make sure as early on as possible. You're not wasting, yeah. You're not. Then your you're process not paying, will be smooth, yeah. la. You're cleared to go yeah. already, basically. Passport yeah. customs clear already, right? Because if okay. you wait until the lease, where you actually have to pay the down payment, which is yes, a much bigger amount mm. than the option fee, um, at least you know, if you don't even need to forfeit the option fee, that's that's a thousand dollars less already, la. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. B, what about you? Do you uh, which loan do you opt for? Do you go for your advice of taking the HDB loan and then changing to a bank loan afterwards? Yeah, so exactly that. Um, I mean, I was a banker doing home loans. Mm. <laughs> Specializing in the home loans a year <laughs> before I took the BTO so to qualify for a BTO. Yeah, so um, I took the HDB loan, came out with $0 cash through the whole process other than the application. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I bought a house more expensive than Peter's. <laughs> um, we don't have no grants, so zero grants, okay, zero. Because when you get a five-room flat, you literally don't qualify for any grant but the uh, vicinity grant. Right. And I don't see near my parents. Uh, <laughs> and right. then after that, immediately one day after it appeared on the HGB website under financial info, took it refinanced to OCBC. Wow. No, Whoa. zero cost, OCBC covered cost for me. Basically, wow. that's what we do, lah. Yeah, my wish master, yeah. The, yeah. We will find the bank that covers the cost for you. Mm, because your, um, your yeah. loan was above 300000 is it? Yeah, and since hey. 2015 to today, I have been paying less than one point, an average of 1.3%. There was times wow. where 1% only, there are times where 1.6. So average of 1.3. Wow. He's yeah, clap, la. La. He's clap. You really got to practice what you preach after all, right? <laughs> yeah, lucky that I got an example that should tell people, look, didn't pay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think so far every stage has been rather straightforward, like checking, uh, uh, checking your eligibility, submitting your application online, booking a flat. So far, so good. But listeners may be most confused on this sixth step, which is the sign agreement for lease. Bay, could you explain what really goes on in this stage? Oh, my time didn't have that. So I have the outcome of the ballot. I got a letter from HGB. I went there once, did all the the showing the whole HGB loan eligibility, choosing my flat, choosing whether I want their $13,000 renovation things for, that I want. Went home, four years later, got another letter from HGB, also checking the website every quarter to see whether my house is being built fast enough. Then go down there, collect the key. So I only went to HGB Hub twice. Oh, okay, okay, I see. Oh, that, this was in like 2013, 2014, right? Around there? Yeah, 2013. Got it, got it. Okay, so uh, then Peter, what about you? Because I think maybe your process might have been slightly different and it's more, it resonates more with what current bidders yeah, are going through. Yeah, everything and said, oh, it's totally irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so, okay, so because I took a bank loan, right? Um, mm. So what I did was I, oh, yeah. I got a recommendation for a lawyer. Like, yeah. So through the banker, we got the recommendation for the law firm and we had to go and present the option to purchase and, and all the our IC and all that, and then have it signed at the the lawyer's offices. Mm, okay, okay. Yeah. So for people who decide to let's say take a HDB loan, uh, you know, after selecting their unit, uh, what what would be their sign agreement of lease process be like? So just okay, just to make sure, is this on the same day as the selection of unit or a different day? 
a different day because I mean again like I didn't have any any loan secured mm. <laughs> during the appointment so I had to do this whole uh, find a banker you know sign a bank loan sign the letter of offer um, do the the whole convincing law thing after the fact like, so this was at least a month or, or two after the the HDB appointment right okay and this will be the same for everybody like, like a month or two after they selected their units regardless yep. of whether they take HDB loan or bank loan I think so, yes. Okay, got it, got it. Is the is this like sort of the final paperwork to be signed? You know, like when you're you know when you're looking for a job, then you sign that contract. Is that similar to what the sign agreement for lease is? Mm, yeah, I mean as in that was that was the last thing that we needed to present. Right, okay. Yeah. So that's this is like really the last stage before all the waiting starts, uh? Yes. Ah uh, <laughs> okay, okay, got it. I see, I see. Yeah, so right. my, my book Sorry? flat and sign agreement for lease was on the same day. Oh, okay, okay. So you selected your unit and then right after that, you sign already. Like, like, like you all mentioned, right? I don't have an online portal to see which unit has been taken. Mm. So literally, my book of flat and sign agreement for lease was on the same day physically there. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, there, there wasn't really much of a reason for your sign of agreement on, of lease to be on the same day, right? Because you already selected your unit, right? Uh, so I select the unit and I make sure I get it on the same day. <laughs> oh, oh, because no, because you have a HDB loan, right? That, so that means the down payment is all automated from your CPF. Yes. Whereas in my case, I had to make the down payment through a cashless order. Ah, uh, okay. Because I mean, uh, you have to pay at least five percent in cash, of which I ended up paying ten percent because. Yeah, <laughs> 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 uh, and then I mean, I can tell you more things that you paid, uh, like the lawyer fees. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that, really, really, really. So, so all these things had to be paid in cash. Although some is paid through CPF, lah. But I wish I was. It's ironic, right? Because again, I thought I was so smart. So, but because it was my first time, I didn't have any clue what I was really looking at. I didn't have the experience of of doing it myself, even though I was preaching about it. So, <laughs> yeah. So all I knew was the the surface level things. But when it came to my own things, I didn't know what exactly to look out for. So I think the biggest irony, of course, is that I thought I was smarter than a mortgage broker. I thought I was smarter than a mortgage consultant. Like, I literally thought I knew everything because I was literally writing the articles about it. But when it came to the actual expertise, I didn't rely on my colleagues who had the actual expertise. And he was sitting... Behind me, like <laughs> literally. Uh no, actually I was I was sitting across from Rainer because this was the this was once we moved to the other office already. Yeah, but across from Rainer, I am sitting next to Rainer, so across from Rainer is still across from me. Oh yeah, <laughs> but yeah la, The point is, I was literally next to the smartest people, the most expert, you know, in in the mortgage space, and I thought I knew better than them, so I didn't but want to did, waste their time. I didn't want to bother them and I just went and did all my things alone and yeah. <laughs> On hindsight, I was like, wow, you know, like 20k in cash. Just like that. Well, there, there was going to be a segment towards the end of this episode where uh, I, I was going to ask like, oh, can you all share like one tip or advice that you all will give to current or future BTO bidders? I, I think you've really done your yeah, part. Yeah, totally answer that, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're good on that. Okay, so now on to the final and last stage of the BTO process, which is the key collection. And this takes up probably like 
75% of the entire like three to four year journey because you're just waiting for the flats to be built until you can finally collect your key. Um, whereas as compared to like SBF, you can get it much quicker since the flats are already built. But for BTO owners like Bay and Peter, how was the waiting process like? Uh, I'll start with Peter because right now you are in that waiting process and yeah. it's coming to an end really soon, right? I mean, it's yeah, it was supposed to have come to an end by now. <laughs> Then what, what happened, Peter? Please pray tell. <laughs> so so um when when it was first announced, um we were already we already knew that this particular project would take longer than usual. Uh for some reason. Maybe okay, maybe bro, the, the materials need to go up a hill, bro. That's yeah, like, correct, correct. Like, <laughs> like, maybe it's harder to build taller, taller flats than you know, than the regular short ones. But uh we the original the original uh end date was already uh the official uh, handover date was first quarter 2022. And typically, mm. this is like the last, last, last deadline that HDB, you know, is legally allowed to give. Uh, that means after this, after this deadline, they are like penalized or they have to compensate you, something like that. Right. Yeah. But typically, this would, uh, the dates that the keys are allocated is normally six months to, I think, three quarters before this official, official date. So Which that means, means they have been around now or now, like a few months yes. before now. Uh, mm. Yeah, so either second quarter 2021 or third quarter 2021 was when we were expected to have started getting the keys already. But because of COVID, uh, you know, when, when, when Circuit Breaker last year more or less shut down all the, the construction projects and when the, you know, the whole fiasco with the dormitories and the handling of it and how, you know, so many, so many migrant workers were unable to work. Uh, during that period, I think everyone's projects got got postponed by at least six months to be mm. safe. Um, and I think ours got postponed by three quarters just to wow. be safe. So, so what we're looking at is is the official end date is fourth quarter 2022, <laughs> which means that the earliest I can probably expect to get my keys is second quarter, first or second quarter next year. Mm, the first so half of next still, year. Yeah, there's still six months from now. That's, yeah. So it's it's been it's been five years, oh, no, no four years four years and it will be twenty twenty two is the fifth year since we applied la. yeah yikes did did they give you any compensation for this or they're like oh no well, because la, COVID I mean, yeah, it is really a COVID bopian kind of thing right yeah okay but were were you let's say before this COVID uh, whole COVID situation were you eager like to be able to collect your keys did it feel like a long time or was it nothing like it's just a date at the back of a head, like, oh, okay, I got keys to collect on this day, kind of thing. Well, uh, people who know me know I'm procrastinate. I'm a procrastinator by heart, uh, by practice, by you know everything. Uh, <laughs> one one thing that one thing that we really were grateful for was the amount of space uh, to to you know make make that that wedding commitment. I guess because um, typically you should get you should be able to present your RM cert. I know very very romantic uh, to present your RM cert to HDB when you collect your keys. Uh. Mm. In in some circumstances, uh, but from what I understand, it's it's relatively rare. Um, you can defer the need to present a, a marriage certificate and collect the keys first. Mm. Typically, okay. yeah, you have to get your marriage cert before you collect your keys. So the good news is that you know COVID has allowed us to delay all those plans a little longer mm. to save up a bit more. You know. And then see how things go, la. So, so yeah, la. I mean, good and bad, la. Yes, right. we are, we are, we are tired of waiting. But at the same time, I, I think this, 
just does put us in a better position, both financially and and just emotionally, lah. Yeah, mm, it's more of a blessing in disguise, lah. Even though there are definitely some drawbacks to it. More, more like I, I'm, I'm willing to see the silver lining in in this, mm, I see, and I'm I not see. going to dwell on the fact that yeah, I mean, we c- it could have all been done by now. Like I right. could have moved into been, that like? new chapter of my life by now, mm. whereas now I'm just in a holding pattern, so to speak. In fact, the whole world's in a holding pattern, lah. Yeah, sure. In a sense, yeah. I'll come to a pause. Uh, Bay, what about you? How was your waiting experience like? I got married one year before I got a house. Mm. So we wanted it to get, come faster. Of course, uh, fortunately, during my time, there was no pandemic. Um, mm. We got it earlier already. But <laughs> HGB website will actually say, put the date there. Um, let's say they said fourth quarter 2015. Then on fourth quarter 2015, suddenly you check, eh? Second quarter 2016. Hey, don't play out there. Because I was renting a house and I had to tell the landlord. Uh. But the roads were already built. So we took a drive. Um, so poor at the time. Borrow my mother's car, take a drive just to clarify. Mm. To Pongo. Hey, they got one or two people move in. And you know, they let people move in in blocks, right? Because they don't want everybody to renovate at the same time. Mm. I think the re- if everybody drills at the same time, the resonance can literally bring the building down, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> so they, they let people come in blocks to not crowd the leaves and all that stuff. And since there were people moving in, I literally sent a letter to HGB saying, Hi, um, I'm a married couple. Uh, my wife is nine months pregnant by November. Uh, my, my son came out in January. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> There are people moving in. Why you don't give me my house? My wife pregnant, my wife pregnant, my wife pregnant. <laughs> Make sure I'm you renting. capitalize and bold the yeah, pregnant part. And I'm renting, and I'm renting. So, so, so magically, yeah, uh, I'm the first moving in my floor. La. So every mm. other, my other floors are moving in slowly. I'm like, I'm, my whole level, I'm the only one for like about three months. Oh, wow. <laughs> because I, I think they either go from high to low or low to high. Mm. And I'm on the third floor. La. So I think my block may be high to low. La. So I was like, like so uh, okay, okay. Down. It's quite scary. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine how quiet and secluded it may seem for like no, three months. No, you have to understand. When my son was born and I moved into this house and we are on the floor that no one else is on, imagine the higher floors right in the middle of the night here, a baby crying. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, it's my son. But it's... <laughs> <laughs> and then it's not even on their floor. Who is staying below? Oh, no. <laughs> When they have no idea, when they know like, oh, lower floors aren't supposed to move in. Correct, yet. correct. Yeah, in the middle of the night, they hear stuff. Right. So, is the key collection really just a matter of like, collecting your keys, then you tell, that's all? Uh, no, buy fire insurance. Uh, yeah, so, there are some other uh, small things to deal with here and there. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, I, hmm. I, you will get this keychain. I hope it's the same looking kind of keychain-ish. Yeah, HGB keychain. I still use that keychain up to today's on my spare key in my house. Mm-hmm. They're very cute. And then HGB. Yeah, when you collect your keys, that is like... The only thing that trumps collecting the keys to your house is give, my son coming. My two boys. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like your baby, right? It's the most expensive thing in your life ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And unlike the baby, you you had to wait four or five years for this one, la. Exactly, and yeah. it's and and it it saves me money. I mean, okay, I'm not gonna comment anymore about babies and houses. <laughs> 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 houses. Alright, uh, I think sort of last question: Did y'all move in immediately, or did renovation push back the moving in? Renovation took two months. 
took two months. But uh, so during that renovation period, y'all were still living in your rented place, ah? Or we in the same house? Yeah, rented place. So rented really, place. Uh, kudos mm-hmm. to my landlady who obviously probably will not listen to this podcast. She's a Joupa <laughs> listener, that kind. So, ah, okay, okay. Yeah. So, but like, if she, if yeah, she let me extend. I was renting her master bedroom in a three room flat. But the other tenant moved out and she just wanted to rent the whole flat out because her daughter, doing better in life, bought a landed property and she moved to her daughter's house. Oh, steady lah, auntie. Yeah, but she, when I rent my, tri- my master bedroom in three-room flat, I'm giving her the, the lousiest kind of rental income, you know. Was it? And she let me extend and she loses. Okay, the whole house ran, ran out maybe at that point of time, rental market was super good compared to now. Huh? Maybe $2,000. Mm. Uh, but then my, my room only, I pay $1,000. Wow. So every month she let me stay longer, right? She's losing one thousand just for me. But then my and wife, you basically the whole flat lah, cause the other tenant moved out also. Yeah, yeah, literally, actually. Uh, so my, wow. my my son came while we were still staying there in January, mm. and and yeah, she's just very nice. She's just so nice. Damn, what a what a what a deal. You still say you unlucky? You sure not? Wow. This no, one is like mixed levels. I only unlucky and lucky enjoy. Oh, I see, I see. Like, my wife, if you're hearing me, you are the luckiest thing that ever happened. Salam. <laughs> <laughs> this guy using our podcast. To my be employees are yeah, listening to me. You are the luckiest thing that ever. Salam. <laughs> Cringe, yeah, this one. How to sleep tonight? Oh. All right. Children, this is... if you're listening to me, you are the most expensive thing that ever happened. Oh. <laughs> he literally just said the house was the most expensive thing, and then now he said, My house made me money already. <laughs> soon, soon, in maybe 30 years' time, your children also can make you money. Uh, and that's not that's not good financial planning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listeners, that's the end of the BTO process. Everything else after you've collected your keys is no longer re- involving HDB. It's your tidy already. It may seem like there's a lot of steps, but I think most of the time during this four to five year journey, maybe in Peter's journey, it's a six year journey. It's a lot of waiting. And as we end off, are there any tips or advices from the both of you that you want to share with current or, uh, current and future BTO bidders? Maybe something most people overlook that they shouldn't? Maybe something more meaningful like, oh, just go with your gut, you know, when it comes to choosing a house. Anything really to sort of reassure the audience that it's going to be okay. I guess the tip is that uh, if you're really daring enough and you're willing to pay the, the cash down payment, it might be worth locking in a low spread uh, interest rate first because again you won't be paying it for at least five years so who knows that that low spread might actually help you when it's actually time to pay the the loan okay i thought i thought you're just gonna steal base uh earlier advice and then of course my bay had to find a new one but okay (laughs) (laughs) bay what about you any any tips for uh bto bidders well um i think what peter said is exactly correct but what I feel to take away from everything mm. is that like even I'm in the industry. I'm not just a writer. I'm literally in breathing the, the, the loans and the and and the stuff. I still do not think that I know everything. So don't don't think you know more so much, right? I I called HGB, no harm. It's the resources there given by the government. Call them and ask them, hey, uh, I know that I only can get this amount of grants, right? I'm sorry to disturb you, but can you help me check whether I can get more? So this, mm. this gentleman is going to go through, like, ask me all the questions just to double confirm that I really cannot get. What's wrong? Just ask, uh, no harm asking, right? If suddenly right. he discovers something I can get, wow, save another 10 grand, 20 grand, right? So, yeah. 
nothing yeah, to so, be ashamed of, nothing to feel like you're bothering someone because this is, I mean, this is going to involve a lot of money and it's one of the biggest commitments of your life. I think that's just call, uh, you know? Yeah. Okay, something mm. something everybody who's buying a HGB BTO should know is that all the grants that the government gives you is yours. When you sell the house, it goes into your CPF OA and if you retire and the money is still there, it's yours to take out as cash. It's your money. You don't have to return one. Don't sell the house once return them. No, it's your money. So many people have the misconception that it's not their money. It is amazing. Right. So whatever grants that you are eligible for, it's basically like, oh yeah, here's like a 10,000, 20,000 bonus. For example, uh, here's just yeah, a... When money, you, sell yeah, the, basically. you sell the house, it doesn't go back to the government. Uh. It goes mm. back to your CPF OA, mm. <coughs> earning your 2.5% minimum interest until the day you retire and withdraw it. Or it goes into your retirement account. Yeah, that compound interest over the years. Yeah, it's your money. Ah, so, yeah, okay, okay. understanding is people think it's not their money. Eh. Right, right, right. So all the grants are your money, basically. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Very nice. Okay, listeners, that's all for this episode. Um, We hope that this episode has helped you to better understand the BTO process more as compared to like just guides and articles that you can find and read online or infographics showing the process but doesn't explain that much. At the same time, I would like to thank Bay and Peter for, you know, sharing your personal experiences, feelings, your thoughts, you know, your regrets and advices with our audience so that they could better resonate and understand how the BTO process is like so they could better prepare themselves. That's it from us today. If you have any questions, feel free to send it over to us, podcast at mortgagemaster.com.sg. And if you're enjoying to what you're listening to or think you may know someone who wants to learn about housing, spread the word. We really appreciate it. Thank you. That's all, folks. Just to end off the episode, with the upcoming Mayweather Paul fight, I just want to say, I enjoy watching more sports, but boxing for me is a hit or miss. See ya!